G'day, dorks, and welcome to Lords of Dorktown, a podcast all about anime, cartoons, and video games. I'm your host, Philip, and the dork joining me tonight is the manga motherfucker himself, Johnny Rowe. How are you doing, bud? I'm, I'm good, bro. Thank you for the intro- the kind introduction. Yeah, uh, you're very welcome, mate. <laughs> how are you doing? Oh, mate, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm... Look, I'll be straight up honest with from, from the get-go. I'm recovering from a, a very bingey day for me. I... Ooh. Yeah, I binged. I binged the entire series of the show that we're about to watch in one day, which um proved, one day. Yeah, it's only thirteen episodes. We'll get into it, but anyway. Um, but it has left me feeling flat. I feel flat. <laughs> I know how you feel. I admittedly tried to reread the entire uh, all the seventy-eight chapters <laughs> of the webtoon today right. and a bit of yesterday, and uh, yeah, but I did really enjoy it. I tell you what. Mm. We'll get into the we'll get into all that topic later, but man, this this will probably be the lowest, the lowest energy I think I've come into one of these podcasts yeah. with. Like it is, yeah, it it is low right now. Like, yeah. well, I'll let it slide. I'll let it yeah, slide. Yeah. I feel, I'm feeling this, the same energy. This might be a little bit of uh, Lords of Dorktown after dark. We're just gonna get real, real. <laughs> we're talking real slow and sensitive, like we'll get real deep, real deep. Ah uh, man, so what's what's been going on this week, man? What's been getting it for you this week? Let's just dive straight in. No, oh, I've been getting it. I'm still playing Neo Two. Really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, been in terms of what I've been reading. Uh, keeping up to date with Black Clover. It's going. It's getting pretty crazy right now. We're kind yeah, of at, there was at a, a crescendo of an arc. There was an announcement earlier in the week that I saw on Facebook, and I didn't bother to check to see the validity of it. But apparently, the anime is wrapping up on the thirtieth of March. Will be the oh, okay. the end of the anime. So Do I you don't know, know where the anime is up to at the moment. Or uh, I'm pretty sure they've just hit Spade Kingdom. Okay. So does that feel right to you? Does it does it feel like they've got enough time to wrap it up? Depends whether they're gonna. Well, I suppose if they're gonna do another season uh, with what content has already been released, because yeah. otherwise they're gonna be condensing way too much. Mm, mm. I'd say when. How often is it? One one episode per week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One simcast per week. Yeah. Yeah, they won't they won't get it all in. So there must be a few, at least one or two seasons to go before oh, okay. it's it's caught up with the uh, manga at the moment. But um. Yeah, man, that se- that series is just still maintaining super intenseness for me. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's probably like one of the most intense shonens like coming out at the moment. I can't think of any shonen that's that that's releasing that's that high octane all the time. Black Clover doesn't seem to fucking breathe at all. It's just pedal to the metal. Yeah, it's almost like Dragon flat. Ball Z, just one thing after the other. Dunk, dunk, dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, we oh, we've got to do that second Black Clover episode, man. I don't even know yeah, if we. I don't. I don't even know if we just do a review on season two of Black Clover. Or we just get up to date because I'm. I'm basically up to date with the anime. Like I'm fucking ready to go. Yeah. We should might might as well just get up to date. Fuck this season, season stuff off and just get up to date. Yeah, we can do it. We can do a condensed episode if you mm. really. If you really, because I suppose I am pretty keen to talk about the new stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, man. 
Have you been reading reading anything new, or are you just still keeping up on all your all your all your ones on the go? I uh, started off. Uh, I've been reading Hardcore Leveling Warrior. It's a webtoon. Oh, okay, along the lines um, of like solo leveling and whatnot, or. Uh, not. It's kind of like uh, more like alternate world kind of. It's uh, what's that? Virtual reality kind of stuff. Oh, like like, that. A, like an isekai kind of deal, or. Yeah, kind of, but um, yeah, okay. he starts off as the number one player in the game. Um, that's where the manga starts off. Uh, sorry, the webtoon starts off, and then he. It's about him, like, kind of losing his character and then having to start back again. Okay. That sounds but interesting. With a lot of fantastic characters, um, the animation gets better, uh, like yeah. the drawing and whatnot. Uh, so I'm, pr- I'm pretty interested in the moment. I've been smashing it out. I've already read. Uh, Probably seventy percent of what there is in, mm. within a matter of like four weeks, maybe. Can we can we take a brief second just to fucking praise how good the webtoon um, mobile app is? Oh yeah, um, fucking what, adventure. what an amazing app! Like I don't know why every like manga comic book reader or every app like that doesn't just follow the webtoons model of how they lay out everything and how you read and even the comment section under oh, each okay, issue. we're talking... Oh, man, I thought you were talking about <laughs> the actual mobile app of that web particular webtoon. Um, no, I was just talking about the mobile app webtoon. Yeah, the reader. It's, it's the fucking reader. Okay. amazing. Yeah, I I really like it. Um, I've, that's the one I've kept along with Tachiomi. Um, yeah, to, yeah. To read my uh, titles. Yeah. So... But I definitely like the uh, interface of the webtoon one for sure. Just the the leaving comments after chapters is like such <laughs> a brilliant idea. I love it so much. Yeah, I I, I would find myself um like scrolling through comments for a good like five minutes afterwards, just like seeing what people dig on like o- about that 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 previous chapter. Yeah, and you know with Tower of God just reaffirming how much the fandom hates Rachel. <laughs> throughout, I'm gonna have to. I don't. Rem- I don't really remember the Tarot God ones. I'll have to get on and have a read because I can definitely get on that bandwagon. Cause, yeah, yeah fuck Rachel. Yeah. Um. I've been. I've been reading. Oh, uh, watching. Sorry. I've been watching a new anime this week. Um. Have you heard of an anime called Bungo Stray Dogs? Nope. That is completely foreign to me. Uh Okay. So it's. Whoa, how do you describe Bungo Stray Dogs? So it's a. Crime detective drama with a bit of shonen sprinkled in. So okay. basically, the the protag uh, is this is this uh, young orphan boy who has an ability. Um, he's basically he's a were tiger. His ability is he, <laughs> he turns he turns into a tiger. Okay. All he, right. He, so he, he's a crime detective. Tiger. He can he can he can choose to only transform certain body parts like you can have tiger legs to be quicker or tiger arms to be stronger okay tiger tail for something you know you get the point all right all right <laughs> and he he's recruited um to be a part of this gifted agency who fight crime that is of other gifted people committing crimes <laughs> okay 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 so yeah no, nothing uh nothing out of the ordinary so far yeah but yep. that's where that's where the ordinary stops, because everything else about this show is 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 really good and really different. But I 
don't know if I love it. So, for example, right, the gifts, like the abilities... you got to sell me on it, Phil. For <laughs> the gifts and the abilities that everyone have are so insanely wild and different and nonsensical that it kind of feels... The gifts kind of don't have any cohesion towards each other. So where some people, where his gift is a were-tiger, which you think, okay, it's a physical uh, gift, you know, he can, there's a transformation involved, you know, we kind of know what a were-tiger is in context with our world, like, you know, it's similar, but there's there's another character who gets uh, introduced later in the season, and his gift is um, Huckleberry, Finn, and Tom Sawyer. What the fuck? So his gift is he has... (laughs) Fucking stay with me, cunt. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to sell it to me, not fucking get rid of it. His gift is that he has these two little kind of summon things that are a a little miniature Huckleberry Finn and a little miniature Tom Sawyer, and that helps him be very good at shooting. Now, Shooting? mm, Yeah, I don't fucking know, and there seems to be a a thing where this whole group of American people, uh, like this American gifted association that's called the guild that are trying to come in to invade japan and they're fighting them, but all their gifts are somehow related to historical american literature um <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> i don't the, the author must have just read a fair bit there's it's never explained why okay but um that being that 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 aside there is there's one arc in in i think the start of season two there's this arc right and it's a flashback arc and it's maybe four of my like it's it's four of some of the best mystery and crime writing that I've ever seen in an anime. Oh, okay. I, it's it's really. Have it's you a, watched much crime anime though? I've watched a few uh, mystery animes, like uh, that one on Netflix, B for Beginner, I think it's called. It's like a mystery one on Netflix is really good. Yeah, no um, idea. But this one, I, like, I watch a lot of true crime stuff, and it's not so much the way that they solve the mystery, but it's it's kind of how they interweave these characters and motivations, and yeah, it's really good because it's 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 kind of got this mafia kind of early, you know, early thirties kind of mafia vibe where it's speakeasies and you know it's really grim and gritty mafia, and I don't know, there's there's it's doing a lot of things that I really enjoy, but it's also yeah. One of the worst paced shows I've ever seen. <laughs> it's fucking terribly paced. What kind of like uh, age group is it? Like mostly is because is it like the lighter stuff or is it a bit more? No, it's a bit heavy. Yeah, it is a bit yeah. heavy, but it yeah, it does that, a that thing. Interest me way more than um, yeah. It does a thing. It does a thing I, I fucking hate, and that's make you feel like there's stakes when there's not like. Um, I don't. This is a tiny spoiler, but in in the second or third episode, no, it's the third episode. Um, a character that you know you've kind of been following for three episodes or following ish for three episodes gets fucking riddled with bullets. Like I'm talking, just <laughs> oozy oozy to the back is sprayed up and down, falls on a heap bl- blood, and you assume dead, right? Because they yeah. legitimately took like four thousand bullets to the back. And, like, you're dead. And then I was like, oh, fuck, man. They just killed a character off. This is sick. But then three episodes later, like, oh, no, she pulled through. It's fine. I'm like, there's no fucking... Oh, Admittedly, that there is a gift that, you know, can is a pretty good healing gift, uh, gift. But also... Oh, yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. I prefer it when there's stakes. Like, don't... 
yeah, it kind of annoyed me. I was like, no, don't don't threaten to kill off a character and then bring him back, especially when their death probably would have made the story progress quicker okay. and probably better. It would have fixed the pacing because it, it does that and then it kind of stops again. And yeah, it's it's got some issues, but for a, for an anime that's you know only got thirty six episodes out and it's a really decent dub, um, I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna push through it and hopefully. What's that, this on? Uh, Anime Lab and Crunchyroll, it's got it's got oh dubs and subs. Man, it, I think it's worth it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's it's something different that I haven't haven't watched before, and I think that's pulling me through the most of it. But it's got flaws that are fucking obvious. Does like the obvious. weird tiger thing add any? Yeah, like, does I mean, the whole gift thing. Does it revolve more around the gift, like the whole gift and how they work, or no? Like it's just more the everyday, more mundane crime. No, stuff? it's basically um, without too many spoilers. It's basically the conflict between two to three different organizations. So you have the detective agency who's trying to keep the city safe. You have the port mafia who are a mafia, so they're you know objectives of crime. And then you have the guild who, whose objectives are to influence, um, no, to wipe out the mafia and the, the crime organisation to get a certificate that proves authenticity for a gifted association. It's, f- man, fucking, it's wild. It's, it's mainly yeah. a conflict between so warring America parties. to get into the uh, Japanese stock. Yeah, it, <laughs> there's a lot of lore and stuff regarding um, how gifted people can function in this in this world but no it's good it's good i i think it's got some merits on um i think it has merits in that it's doing something different with the genre and it's not just shonen trash yeah okay and what was the name of it again uh bungo stray dogs (laughs) every time it just makes me laugh bungo it's a dumb (laughs) name It, it really is a dumb name but man, it's it's all I've been watching this week. It's like that, and the the topic we're doing today is is basically my entire week. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm at the point now with all of my um, I've got so many titles that I've caught up with that I I barely get to start anything new, and I'm constantly just catching up. There's a lot of updates every day, pretty much. So. Oh man, that's why I'm a binge boy. I just binge one thing, get it done, <laughs> fuck it off. Yeah, binge yeah. boy for life. Too it's true. bad for my mental health, though. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is detrimental. <laughs> We'll just put the TV in front of the treadmill. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, do we want to rip into the topic today? I don't have anything else to say about what's been getting it. Nothing more about Bongo? No, I mean, Bingo. I've fucking Bongo. talked about Bongo. like for for 10 minutes. and I'm, <laughs> man, It's a tough one. Like, I, I think after every episode, I think my reaction of it kind of changed. There were certain episodes where I finished and I'm like, this is this is great. Like, there's yeah, a character episode. There's a character in there called Darzai who is probably, is a, yeah, I think he's got the funniest kind of little quirk thing where his he really romanticizes the um the act of suicide. Oh, wow. So he's always he's always researching suicide and different ways to do suicide, and he's looking yeah, for okay. someone to commit suicide with him so he can have a partner in it. But it's oh, wow. all done in such a jovial, funny way that it's it's actually weirdly kind of comforting to listen to a grown man like talk about suicide so openly and being like, you know, uh, oh, okay. one day I'll That's do it, one day I'll do it. But it's never done in like a sadness or a malice. It's kind of jovial, but he never 
he never makes it sound. He never. It's never that he's making fun of the act of suicide or he's belittling suicide. He's kind of. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. It, it, it's an interesting. So they balance it's, it well. Yeah, it's it's a good take, and the character dynamics in the show were really good, and the agency that you focus on mainly has has this really great cast of characters. But man, the, there's no stakes. The pacing's weird. Um, the gifts don't technically make sense. There's a guy. Okay. <laughs> There's a guy in this guild who has the gift Moby Dick. And his gift is uh, he just summons a giant flying space Moby Dick, like flying Moby Dick in space. <laughs> that peop- It looks like a, like a luxury yacht on the inside. And it's, cam- it's got like a fucking Avengers shield technology where it just camouflages into the, into the fucking scenery. Oh, as it fl- it's fucking... I got... And yet there's another dude who just turns into a tiger. Fucking what? And he's the main character. (laughs) Yeah, what? Uh, It's fucking, yeah. Tiger's lame, bro. I want the big big invisible space whale. Yeah, and it it tries to do some, like, cool shonen-y fights, and some of it's really cool, um, but other ones are like, this is just flashy for the sake of being flashy. Like, this is, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I I can't imagine for the life of me them trying to draw in a massive space whale fighting. I don't know if it just fights <laughs> or if it's just the, the transport guy. I uh, oh mean, it's fucking... Oh, he's got the transport power. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool, but yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll see, if there's a, I'll see if there's a manga for it. It, it is, it is based on a, it is based on a manga. Um, it is based on a manga. Because um, I remember the first time I ever saw it was I finished... Well, I caught up to date on... Blue Exorcist, and the next one that was recommended to me, because you know how they do that thing where if you like this, yep. you'll like this. Um, Blue Exorcist, uh, after I finished that, the, the one that came up was Bungo Stray Dogs. And mm-hmm. then I what, then I read through another little um, manga that was called like uh, The Ancient Sacred Beasts or something like that. Okay. That was really weird. And then straight after I finished that, the next one uh, recommended was again Bungo Stray Dogs. So I was like, oh, okay, fuck, that's two that it's come <laughs> up with. It so now. it must be in my vein. So as soon as I saw it on Anime Lab when I was scrolling through, I was like, oh, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. And it was only 36 episodes, so it's, it's easy to commit to because that's, you know, I'm like four days into watching it. I'm up to episode 30, so okay. it doesn't in, take long. In your opinion, is it like those or did they just pay for advertisement? No, no, no. It's definitely, it's definitely got, it's definitely got a vibe of both of those shows. Okay, cool. Um, That's good. Blue Exorcist uh, is, yeah, it, it takes the shonen elements from a, something like a Blue Exorcist and, you know, makes them not shonen. Yep, that makes All sense. Right. If that makes sense, I'll have to get my uh, Anime Lab subscription back and give it a rip. Mm. Um, now, speaking of stuff that's shonen that's not shonen. Do we want to rip into the topic for today, buddy? We talked about it a bit up top. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. So we're talking it. Tower of God. Let's hear that intro. Whatever you desire, you will find it here. Welcome to the Tower of God. <laughs> Climb the tower. Everything will be yours. At the top exists everything in this world, and all of it can be yours. You can become a god. This is the story of Rachel, 
the girl who climbed the tower so she could see the stars, and Bomb, the boy who needed nothing except her. This is their end and their beginning. I see it clear, just reaching up to the sky. It seems so far away, and I wonder if I'll ever get all the way to the end. But it's a risk I gotta take. I keep on running all day and night. Can't see beneath it, kills me. Never let you go, never let you go. I won't get it up until I see the light I go. So. Tower of God, buddy, based on a ooh, Mahanwa ooh. and then turn into a webtoon and then or, uh, then Crunchyroll decided to turn it into a 13-episode season one covering 78 chapters of the original source material in 13 episodes. A lot of chapters. It's a lot of chapters in 13 episodes, mate. But it translates more with webtoons because they are panel by panel pretty much, so... Mm. So, so just for 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 our listeners, I've read um, Tower of God up until about three fifty. You've read all of Tower of God. I am up to date currently. You have hiatus. yet to watch the anime, though. Have not touched the anime. Have not I even kind of the trailer. I kind of wanted to to keep it that way. Yeah, so we, yeah, I'm, I can definitely keep it that way. It's <laughs> not a struggle for me. So, so yeah, so we can keep the different opinion. Yeah, um, okay, before we get too deep into this, we need to decide one thing, buddy. Do we rant about Rachel now and then not talk about her? Or do we not talk about her till the end and then spend 20 minutes ranting about her? Well, let's do it that way. Because I, reading through again, even though I knew what was happening uh, later on, I could still kind of appreciate who she was before everything happened. I feel like uh, if we do it at the start, I'm just going to be so angry through the rest of the, the, yeah, rest of the review. That be we'll, save, we'll, save, we'll save it to the end. Um, Definitely. So I, this is the third time now I've watched season one of Tower of God. The third time. Wow. So I burned through it all again today. Um, you, you were saying that you've, you've read most of the first 78 chapters today as well. So going back to it, what did you? How did you kind of feel about the story? I know for me, season that fir- those first seventy eight chapters are the the least pretty in the whole series. They're the the worst drawn and the worst coloured in the whole series. Yeah, um, definitely. Well, at least the first, at least for the first forty, like the first two major arcs, I think were, were fucking horrible. Yeah. So how how'd that feel going back to that? Because I I know that the art gets incredible. Like the art by episode like uh, by chapter a hundred is like amazing. Yeah, super super beautiful art. Now, um, mm. I I did kind of think when I was reading, I was like, oh, they're super young as well. Yeah. So some of the panels that were drawn where it was just the silly cartoon kind of standard stuff. Uh, simplified faces and kind of like cheesy bodies um, when they're doing like big expressions and whatnot. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll let it slide. But um, it, it, I, I kind of was a little bit off put when I first started reading it. And I was like, oh, this looks terrible compared yeah, it to looks, it, it looks really bad. And I mentioned this when I gave Tower of God Season 1 my favourite anime of the year for last year. Um the reason that Tower of God Season 1 was my favourite anime was it felt like watching what I thought the first 78 chapters should have looked like. It felt yeah, like okay. a realised version of those first 78 chapters for me. Um, that being said, 
upon further reflection, I do feel like this first season is is super duper rushed in some parts where I think it would have been better to stop, slow down, and maybe give it a few more episodes. It, the, the ep- yeah, the where, 13, the, where was the first one in particular that you noticed that? Uh, I think with certain characters like uh, Hon or Ho, uh, oh, yeah, ho, yeah. Uh, gets <laughs> a ho. bunch, gets a bunch more play in the in the webtoon, and kind of feels like her motivate. Uh, sorry, his motivations line up. Oh, at, that's worth yeah. mentioning. I for a, until it's explicitly mentioned that he's male, I had I really thought that was a female character. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, he he kind of felt a bit more fleshed out in the the um. In the in the webtoon, also the yeah, I know we said we weren't going to mention her, but Rachel feels a lot nicer in the anime than she in, does then in the webtoon. In the webtoon, yeah, there's just I don't know. The you don't get a sense so quickly, or you, I do. I I didn't get the sense of how malicious she really was until like the the very end of season one. Of, of the anime, whereas in the webtoon, I found her maliciousness kind of seeped through a lot quicker. Yeah, okay. Um, on on my re- read back, like, apart from it being really hard to, like, judge her any, any differently, um, there was definitely, like, one or two panels where I kind of felt the same, where I was like, oh, like, she's clearly got, like, bad intentions or whatnot. Mm, yeah. Um, but the flashbacks that Bam keeps having of her, um, they kind of almost made me forget for a second. They're like, she's absolute. like, what's going to happen? Well, when um, I, when I read the webtoon for the first time, I read it off, off, uh, your and Josh's recommendation. It was the first webtoon I've ever gone in on. And I remember I texted, I messaged the group chat, uh, like our, our manga group chat that we all posed in. And I messaged that saying that I was reading Webtoon and um, you just messaged back, oh yeah, fuck Rachel. And I hadn't actually got to the part <laughs> where Rachel had turned bad. So I'm like, oh man, okay, that's fucking out of left field. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of forgot super, about it. It does seem super nice. Yeah, well, still. I just, yeah. yeah, I just, and I just kind of forgot about it and kept pushing through. And then I remember like maybe two days later or even a day later, that group chat just lit up with me just being like, fuck Rachel. <laughs> But we don't. We don't want to. We don't want to get bogged down in her, um, just yet. Take a breath. So, um, <laughs> cleanse the system. Cleanse the system. <laughs> Only pure thoughts until we rip into that. Yeah. Um, so in that little intro package we heard, they they describe this story as the story of Rachel, a girl who just wanted to climb the tower and see the stars, and Bam, the boy who just needed nothing but her. So. From the start, the tower is kind of this omnipotent figure where we we don't really kind of get a grasp on what it is. Yeah. Without any spoilers, without any spoilers, four hundred and something chapters in, buddy. Has your does your uh, knowledge or say image of the tower changed and evolved over time or is it still this mysterious kind of thing that is without form or figure oh a hundred percent it's almost like it's expanded and expanded more and Mm. more for me especially when like especially with some of the flaws that they've been on 
yeah, yeah just the um no it's not really a spoiler like the how big they are like they just seem like a massive open expanse of nothingness some of them feel uh as if you're kind of in space like that kind of scope of expanse yeah um so the t- the tower has for one it's got way more mysteries the further the further along you go um you kind of do understand the limits of it because obviously unlike the universe like they they put the limit on it pretty quickly when they uh, when you find out that like uh, rank has reached the top, mm. um, so you know that you know that you know there's an end, but it, the size of some of these floors is ridiculous. Well, even so. in this first season, like uh, so, when we start, when Balm and Rachel originally enter the tower, and the first kind of challenge they're up to, they meet the uh, the the guardian of the tower, Hayden or Hadon. Hadon, um, yeah, yeah, Hadon. Even then, like. Uh, like when you watch that first and you think, oh, okay, now they're in their tower, they're in this dingy kind of basement looking area. Like it almost looks like a dungeon because there's this, yeah. these big cages and it's very dark. And uh, when I first watched that, I, I kind of was, or when I first read that, I was kind of led to assume that this tower was going to be this building. And then yeah, me too. They, they level, they go to the next level and immediately, they immediately shatter those expectations by it just being yeah. this <laughs> open, expansed field. Like, yeah, like as if you're out in the open. Yeah, and there's seemingly a boundless plains in these, in these levels. And I think, I think it's so amazing for them to clearly lean into what you assume a tower is going to be and then immediately, immediately shatter expectations and then just keep doing it too because... Even in that season one, like we just go to so many the 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 end of that season, where in this seemingly planet that has its own ecosystem, its own creatures, like it it seems yeah. to be its own thriving place that doesn't exist inside anything. Like, uh, yeah. I just as a as a plot device, the tower is one of my favorite uh, like concepts in 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 anime or uh, manga or mahua or webtoon or anything. I I love it. This idea of this endlessly expansing tower that's so ill-defined and un- unknown it's it's a mystery tower from, of mystery yes it, i love it it's a fucking it's so good man i fucking love the mystery in this show and if you love mystery fucking get on this show because there's a billion mysteries and fuck it feels like you don't get some answers sometimes yep big cliffhangers you know mm. Ugh, always wanting more always wanting more yeah, but, I, but man, the tower though, like the more you understand, the less you understand about it. It's a, it's um, it's like not only does it give it that block kind of checkpoint for the story, mm. um, but be, they're so creative with it that the possibilities are literally endless. Um, even looking at the first three floors, how different they were, you know, you can under, get an understanding that they're going to be like. Per, for instance, but, like one one level could be like completely underwater, the other one could have none at all. Like I said before, like there could be an infinite expanse of space. Like yeah, and then and then they super interesting. And then and then they throw in stuff like to use Shinshu in the in that in that level, you have to make a pact, sign a contract with yeah, the, with the, the level. Uh, was it the level guardian, the floor guardian, the floor the administrator, the floor administrator, and that's yeah. like. And the first time we see that in the anime, it's this uh, hard to define like obelisk eye floating in a in a grey void that is 
all you get seeing it, you, you and get, all you knowing. You talk to him through your dreams, kind of like <laughs> yeah, through like, the uh, through the pocket. It's it's so wild, man. I I love how crazy this show gets. Yeah. Um, and for a show that is as crazy as this, for it to lean in and focus on instead of fucking pounding lore into us, which they they do pound a fair bit of lore into us, but um. For it to be a char- like a super duper character driven narrative, like an expansed roster yeah. of characters who all get backstory, they get individual motivations, they get personalities fucking f- overflowing, they get so much depth put into them. It's amazing. It, it, it's it's so crazy to have a show that's this expansive on law and world building for it to put that to the back burner and say, no, we're going to focus in on, we're going to focus in on Kuhn. We're going to focus yeah. in on Shibitsu who wears a purple tracksuit. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to focus in on all these weird characters who have the, their individual motivations and their individual backstories. We're going to focus yeah. in on them and let the world and the law and everything just kind of flow as it flows. Like you don't, you're not, yeah, for a show that's this mysterious, I'm not super concerned about finding out everything about the tower because I kind of yeah. want to know if Hans fucking bees the best swordsman in the world. Like, I just want to know. Yeah, because you know I mean? they, they do it so well that, like, you so, you get very quickly invested in the characters. And and like I said, they're, all, they're also different as well, like, relatable in different ways. And like I said, the backstories are fantastic, but it's just... You kind of feel like you want to be part of the, the the group, the team, the gang. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did our Best Boys and Girls of Anime like two episodes ago and we had two characters from um, Tower of God. I had Rack on my list and you had uh, the 25th Bam on your list. But looking yeah. looking at this roster of characters and just coming off a fresh re- rewatch, it, like, it could be recency bias, but characters like um, Shibitsu, characters like... Um, Han, characters like uh, what's his name wrapped in a blanket. Uh, Laurie, I call him Laurie. Yeah, Laurie. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, hats, not Han. Sorry. Yeah, Captain. hats. Yeah. Like all those characters could have could have got a look in on the list because they're great even supporting Anarch, characters. Like even Anak, like um. Oh she, yeah. She like uh, uh, I'm sure to be a few episodes in. Like when you start getting her backstory, it's super interesting. Well, that, that's that's the interesting part about the anime. So the crown game, you know, the crown game in yep. season, yeah, that starts in episode three. Episode three. Oh, okay. So they, but is the it is the third test, I guess, technically. Yeah. So episode one is basically Barn beating the eel in. Yeah, let's in, go through the episode. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. So episode one, we get Han fighting the eel. Bomb. Yep. A uh, bomb. Uh, yeah, cracking the ball. Uh, episode two, we get the 400 down to 200 test. So that's when they're on the first level, uh, 400 of them. See, do you get to see much like action between all the other randoms during that? Or is it just the panel by panel pretty much of just following? No, no. So you do see like the, um, I don't know if you remember in the webtoon, but you see, you know, the archer taking shots, but then he gets, yep. well, no, there's Taken a spear. Out by the sniper. Yeah, then he gets taken out by the sniper. The sniper gets taken out by Rack. Rack, Rack's, yeah. Rack's looking for, for prey, you know, all that stuff. Um, also, what I love is they keep some of the fucking shit character designs from the 
from the from the original webtoon that you know yeah. never never reappeared well haven't reappeared in the up to 350 that I've watched but you know you know how there was just one character and I'll see if I can pull up a frame for the Instagram or something where it was literally just a ball with like dots on it for eyes and that's it yeah, <laughs> yeah. they keep him they keep him the animated and everything um episode 3 is yeah or episode 3 sorry is the the correct door test the whole episode is that yeah, basically, and then that leads okay. into the crown game, which starts in episode four. So that's when you oh, get so all four of that. It happens. Yep. Okay. And then you know by episode six, they're already at the position selection. Um, episode nine, they're doing the test, the test to catch the ranker. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's really yep. cool. So that covers a few. That covers one episode basically. Episode 11, they're doing the underwater hunt. That goes for two parts. And then, yeah, episode 13, they finish with the reveal of Rachel. Yeah, okay. All right. So, so that's, they do uh, kind of rush it a little bit. They rush, it, the they rush it so much where it's it's kind of an unrelenting pace. You kind of miss out on a lot of uh, nuance between the, the original car or the main cast. Yeah. Because that, all these characters are p- characters that you, you pretty much see throughout the entire story, so... Maybe they'll maybe they'll sprinkle in more of that missed content for backstories. I hope. Okay, I don't think that they need to. Oh. I think what they need to do is just make like because okay, minor spoilers for season two. Um, me and you both know that this first season is a prologue. This first season yep. is the is, set up for the entire kind of. Yeah, story. it it shouldn't be season one. It should be season zero point five. Yeah, because season one really doesn't start until until the events of this happen. So this being a prologue season, I think it's fine to be thirteen episodes. I think they they hit all the story plots they need to hit, yep. and although a few relationships in the main cast don't feel as uh, fleshed out and as real as they did for me in the webtoon. Yep. I feel like that's something that's easily rectified with a 24 episode season two. Like, I feel like they can do it. I feel like they don't have to go through flashbacks to build these relationships up in a, uh, season two. If they just give us a 24 episode season two, we can get all that stuff in by not having to cut out all the shit from, you know, from the upcoming chapters. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a good point. And uh, mm. I suppose I suppose there's been a lot of releases where they do double up on the second season in terms of numbers of episodes. So yeah, well, I yeah. mean, and we saw this too earlier in uh, earlier last year with another webtoon that got adapted by Crunchyroll with with God of High School. God of High School only got thirteen episodes, and you know now knowing what I know that happens in the season one of the anime and knowing what I know from the webtoon, they cut out a lot of stuff and. Um, Really, for the for the detriment of that show, like that show is a good fighting, yeah. that show is a good fighting anime, um, but the webtoon is a good fighting anime with a rip roaring plot and an amazing backstory and a it's wealth very well rounded. Yeah, it, it's it's webtoon. not just a, yeah. a, a fighting anime where the anime is just a fighting anime. There's no depth here, and to take out all the aspects that make Tower of God good and just try to fit it into the mold of a shonen would actively detract from what this series is. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a plot driven, you know uh how would you describe Tower of God, like the, the actual source material? Tower of God is something where I'd like 
to be on the scale of like a Game of Thrones or something like that. Right. Yeah, well, I want that much content. <laughs> well, you and you could get it because the, the source material is there. But like, I feel like there's a few moments in this season where it felt like they were trying to push it into the category of shonen, where there's a few shonen tropes in there. They do, they do a bit too much of the over exaggeration of the characters and the lean a bit too much into the comedy, where where the comedy is there in the in the source material. But it's there's a lot more. You there's know? a lot like, more, more, uh, more in depth, more important things that happen. Yeah. That okay. And I, so I, I don't want them to try and push Tower of God into the into the category of Shonen when it it's probably more along the lines of like a, I actually don't know what you'd put this on the long the, along the lines with like if they if they were just to kind of be as faithful as possible without making it, you know, too long and stretched out, this, this could potentially be a new genre of of anime. It's it's definitely storytelling yeah. in a different level than we've seen in a lot of a lot of normal normal anime, normal whatever fucking yeah. normal well, means. Yeah. Well, God, it feels like it could have been a book. Yeah. Um, like a full yeah. thick like a, a full-size like hardcover almost. Um and that, and then they've made the webtoon from that. Like that's the kind of, that's the grand, like the grand scale of how, it, what it brings. Like how, yeah. how you feel when you're actually um, reading it. So that, that that is a good way to describe Tower of God. Grand scale. Everything does have this grandiose scale. Everything yeah. does feel so much more than what is being shown or described on the screen. There's always this sense that whatever's happening here or whatever is happening in this moment is not just happening in this moment. It is rippling effects throughout everything and every decision has weight. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great things that this series does that maybe the anime is potentially missing out on. Yeah. Okay. Also fucking an atrocious dub. The, oh, the, is it really bad? Oh, oh it's not. Okay. No, it's a good quality dub in the fact that, you know, it doesn't look weird, but the voices for me just did not line up. The voice for Balm is is this boring shonen protag voice that just doesn't feel right for me. Um, the voice for Rachel is way too cutesy. Like, Rachel, yeah. to me, sounds like she's smoked 20 packs of durries a day. Like, she's always, <laughs> how are you doing, love? Like sounds a, like a witch. Yeah, fucking... <laughs> Um, Do you... Okay. Oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, the soundtrack to this show, though, the uh, I highly recommend anyone to go to the Spotify and get the, the soundtrack uh, playlist because it is fucking really fire. Good. It's fire from woe to go, mate. Soup to nuts. It's fucking fire from top to tail. It's so good. That's good because like so, some of the scenes, you like feel like it should have a little note saying "play." Uh, read this while playing like uh, a certain song. I remember yeah. what my question was going to be: is do you know is it dubbed from Korean or Japanese? Um, I think it's Japanese. I watched it in Japanese because uh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's a Crunchyroll original. They would have just used their studio to dub it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, it's just straight, uh, straight Japanese. Um. I did take a few notes writing this down, like when I was rewatching these episodes. I didn't get anything of, I didn't pick up on any changes or anything that was too drastic um, when it comes to the visuals. The one thing I did notice is Black March, the the weapon that Coon not Coon gets that Balm gets, 
um, from Yuri. From Yuri, in the in the webtoons, I assumed it was just a stick. Just a stick. That's well, a needle. Yeah. Well, no, like just a needle, like a, a point with no blade or anything. That one's bladed, yeah. Well, yeah, in the anime, it is beautiful. It has this, like, slick kind of subtle silver samurai blade on the end, and it's so subtle and clean and crisp. It's fucking gorgeous. It's yeah, so that's pretty. Because at the start, it's not drawn like that at all. It's just a black line with a white bandaged handle, so... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, as Same well, with um, the uh, Green April... Yeah, yeah, uh, Green April looks just like Green April. Green April in the um in the series. There's no there's no difference to that one. Yeah. Um, I think I've asked you this before, but does Enderosi Jihad does she have horns in the webtoon? No. She has horns in the anime. I don't like at the front of her head. Yeah, she, like you know where her hair parts. This is such yeah. a visual thing for a podcast. But where her hair parts, there's a horn there. Oh, what? Yeah, she has a horn. Is he really? Yep. I, I'm i going to go out on a limb and say no. I'd have to I'd have to really probably have a real close look now. Is it like a big horn or a small horn? No, it's a, it's a small horn, but you definitely notice it. You notice it when she's in motion a lot. It, it, can you see it there? I'm just looking right now, mm-hmm. and it's not there. It is not there. Yeah, well, it's there in the anime, which is very weird. Um, oh, yeah. Do we need to talk about the drip in this show? The drip? Uh, yeah. Isn't drip street language for clothes? I don't know. I worked with, like, this. <laughs> I wor- it I might be, s- but not from you, Phil. That's why I didn't understand it. <laughs> I worked with a 17-year-old the other day. They taught me new language. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is some or there is some sweet outfits going around, I reckon. Oh, man. The, there's a one character who kind of shows up for a little while. He's, he's a big fuck-off dude with wings, and he has... For some reason, he's just wearing this like tight white polo with a purple collar, and it's fucking yeah. <laughs> fire. It's so good, man. Uh, it's so. I good. love. I love it. Even how Bam starts in like his his black button up with the red vest on. Oh yeah, his, his outfit change mid mid season two is is on point. They don't, and they don't explain like why he's wearing that outfit when all the flashbacks he's wearing just like a dirty rag. Yeah, no, they we don't get any. That's that's interesting because we don't really ever get any kind of backstory on Bam pre pre Tower. We see a few things with him with Rachel, but we still don't know where he came from. We still don't know who he is, and well, we kind of know he came from outside. Well, we, we do know he came from outside the tower. Yeah, but we don't um, know where where that place is. And do you want it to stay that way? I kind of don't care what happened to him pre-tower because I feel like the tower absolutely is the... not. I need to know where he came from. Oh, really? Because yeah, because well, because they mention it um, how like Uruk, the yeah. other irregular, and Phantasmia, um, they're all from outside of the tower. So okay. what's outside the tower that all these beasts? Are kind of, that I'm I'm super intrigued about that for sure. I gotta say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I. I'm just gonna go straight into this one question I had. Did did you look when they talk about the te- the team from the other trial who kill everyone? Yep, yep, yep. And they're the only team left. How they say, okay, there's a prin- there's a princess there. Yeah. And there's any regular, like one irregular. Do you think like do you think that irregular is Rachel? 
Yeah. Because I, I was like thinking about it on the readback. These are things I didn't pick up the first time. They talk about how like all the irregulars are super powerful. Like um like it. They kind of like don't realize where they get the power from, but why? But they are really super powerful. The huge guy on the that just goes Rawr, like <laughs> just makes stupid noises on their team. He that he throws the spear in the in the training. Yeah, his name's Ghost. And, yeah, Ghost. He throws the spear and yep. nails the thing. Bro, that is like super hard, right? Mm. He's already super powerful, so I wonder is he the irregular and Rachel's not? Well, he Why? he di- he disappears too. He vanishes. Yeah, he does. Um, but, and that's never really explained. Yeah, and like, why is he? Why is he different? Disappear? Like, yeah. So these wait, are all. Wait, these wasn't all he? Was wasn't like, he a gift by Hadon? Wasn't what do you he? Mean? Didn't oh man maybe I'm misremembering anyway um that's you just uh, watched it today didn't you yeah but like <laughs> thir- I, dude I watched 13 episodes I still worked an eight hour day and I took care of my children <laughs> oh can, my goodness I, beast, my Phil. my brain is fried um <laughs> this do we want to talk about Coon for a bit because I feel like we haven't haven't spoken about yeah, him yeah 100 percent he's actually probably also another one of my favourite characters. I'm honestly surprised he didn't make either of our best boys and girls of anime because he has all the criteria I need for, for a best boy. Um, yeah. His hair is on point. His fucking drip Stylish is on part. point. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> going to say drip now. I'm leaning into it. Fuck it. Yeah, he's got that um, drip. <laughs> got that drip, whatever that means. He, and, he's, and he's fucking smart as a whip, mate. Fucking catch that dude on a bad day. I, bet I tr- fucking try. Yeah, really he's intelligent. Probably the, really, he'd have to be the smartest there for sure. And like he's he's probably the one character throughout season one who seems to have a plan at all times. Everyone else kind of is a bit unpredictable and wild, but he's always like on point and thinking. And he, he always seems five steps ahead, especially yeah. with the reveal of his uh, his bag and the fact that he in the crown game, yeah hid people in there and they, they're revealed to they help out. That, that was a fucking sick reveal. Yeah, I loved all that shit. I remember, um, I remember the first read through of that. I was like, oh man, this guy is like crazy. I, and there was hints to it throughout the whole thing. Like they left those On the read back, I saw it all. I couldn't I believe it. It's How so, good is it's that? It's so fantastic. But I, I got to say like it, it's, it's cool, and with like how they introduce him and like all the talk about, it. like he's from one of the ten great families, and you're like, oh, he's like, he's an OP character kind of thing. He's super intelligent. I th- I really appreciated the clo- uh, correct door trial and how yep. and how like they kind of put, take the time to point out that like it's because of that, that like that's your biggest, that's one of your biggest weaknesses. Yeah. Your inability really to make appreciate. a decision. Yeah, and and you need those people that can, you know, make the hard choices. Well, that's the thing, and that's stronger. the thing I, I enjoy about all the tests on all the levels is that, and they mentioned it in this, in this, in this season that the tests aren't aren't designed to make sure that the strongest and most ferocious and fearsome people go up the tower. It's yep. to make sure that the people who would do the tower harm are gone. So it's not always testing for these these obvious things that you would test for, you know, strength, speed, stamina, all that stuff. It's also testing to see, you know, are you impulsive? Do you do you have the ability for compassion and to make a decision? Like, do you have 
the wherewithal to know who you are, what you want and what you desire. Like it, it's, yeah. it takes a more existential look at, at, at people as, as, as a, as a phenomenon, I suppose you could say. And, that, yeah. and that's, that's where we get bam. Like we mentioned it on our, on our um, best boys and girls of anime, but bam is, is a oh, bomb is, is one of the most human characters committed to anime. He's an untouched gem of, compassion and potential because and and the characters around it mention it to him all the time he he's the epitome of a of a a pure person because he's like a baby jesus yeah well he hasn't (laughs) been he hasn't had every hope and desire in his life stripped away yeah but he also doesn't know he doesn't know greed he doesn't know like jealousy like no no he's he's pure and it's, it's really good the only thing I will say in the anime, he kind of comes across a bit of a. Oh, I don't want to say that. I'll say it. Beta male cuck. Um, Bro, he just, is that. In the, yeah, <laughs> at the start. in the webtoon, it, it almost feels like he has start. a bit more autonomy. But in the in the anime, he kind of always feels like, oh, okay, we'll do that then. Oh, okay, yeah. we'll do that then. He, he nah. doesn't really make any decisions, ex- or only when it comes to fucking Rachel. Um, that's probably a good uh, one, segue. On the read, on the read back, honestly, I felt a little bit hard to swallow how how much of a bitch he is at the moment. Um, mm. He's yeah. just he's not willing to sacrifice anyone though, which is still good. But at the same time, like he's weak as fuck. Yeah, and it's um, not weak physically. It's it's this emotional fucking mental weakness. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. What what but, did you um, what did you think about the? Because one thing that I found really hard to get around my head was the positions in the team battling things like i for some reason it's so random huh it's so we got the fishermen the spear bearer the light bearers scouts and wave controllers why the fuck are they called fishermen and not just <laughs> is that a translation thing why aren't they just called fucking barbarians or fucking barbarians, anything because they, they take the weapons they tie tie the guys up i know it's just oh. i don't i don't really understand the difference between them and the, the scouts though because the scouts are still like a kind of a, a frontline offensive kind of mid-range kind of thing but yeah that 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 whole positions and that 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 felt really weird yeah um, I think I feel like they lent, they just lent pretty easy on the fishermen's just because of the shape of the, I suppose the shape and the slight functions of the weapon. Yeah, which is which is something Anarch, I do enjoy. Anarch uses it a lot, like a a, a catching pull kind of thing. Yeah, like that. She, but she pulls herself. She pulls everything. You know, uh, I I do, I do really enjoy what they do with the weapons in the later, see uh, later chapters of the 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 webtoon. I think the weapons yeah. that they that come in and the way that they get utilized and stuff like um, how the pocket and the the inventory and stuff look is is very cool and it's super interesting. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one thing. Like they they talk they the weapons do get uh, much broader as well. Like at the start, they only kind of give you this small inventory of weapons that you can choose from, and mm. all the spear th- all the spear bearers need to throw spears. But it turns out that like later on, that's kind of a little bit more fluid than that yeah yeah um, and even, even like wave controller seems like a, a really defined thing in the in this season but you know i know from reading further on that wave controller is a very blanket term for a lot of yeah. different things like a wave controller is not just a person who sits at the back and 
throws these the Shinsu projectiles. Splash you know? damage kind of spells. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Well, wave can't... controller is is a, a blanket term for about forty different things. It feels like. Yeah, and, and like it's kind of hard. like I just automatically put them under the umbrella of like the mage character because that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to link up these positions to like different standard. Mm stereotypical uh, character roles in, like, a yeah. party. But um, later on in the series, like, the wave controllers can do an assortment of things that are kind of very imaginative and interestingly and unique. Um, mm. But then every other position can kind of do the same thing, so... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know... On the readback, I kind of felt... On the first read through, I, I remember not kind of understanding the whole positioning thing but mm. on the read back I kind of I kind of understood it a little bit more but then again like it's it's a bit weird still um, the only person that you can is obviously doing what they're supposed to, that should be done is a guide uh, in my opinion yeah <laughs> and like guides are something we don't really even spend that much time with in, yeah. in this first season so uh, I don't want to talk too much on those for spoiler reasons um, how about we do this how about we rip into She Who Shall Not Be Named and then we talk a few spoilers in a, in a little sealed section at the, at the end yeah let's, let's do it okay let's talk Rachel that, that having bitch. the absolute <laughs> fucking audacity to make Balm swear never to betray anyone betray someone as, oh my as God. long as he lives is the most outrageous thing I have ever fucking watched in my life i know i, I was oh. so fucking angry at that what a she, fucking hypocrite she is the most evil person committed to screen i've ever witnessed i don't think i've ever held so much hate in my heart for a fictional character that i have for rachel oh bro the like uh reading through again like I, all my emotion is still there but the when that first happened uh, in the webtoon, I was clenching my fists. I had to put my phone down. I had to go take a drink of water. I needed to calm down because she makes me so mad, man. And the, the way that's done in the webtoon and the anime is great. The scene where and um, Balm is just in this in this fucking days of beauty, and he's he's kind of feeling this sense of all his friends are camarading around him, and they're they're pulling it together and this teamwork is... This beautiful teamwork is making this beautiful be okay. thing happen. Everything's fine. The world is pure. Everything is happy. And she fucking stands up and pushes, pushes him. <laughs> what the fuck is she doing? Oh my it God, is, <laughs> It is <laughs> the worst fucking feeling in the world to see. Because it felt like someone took my childhood lights and dreams and pushed them off a cliff with balm. It is Bro, he was fucking in a coma heinous. for... Five days because of that bitch. And Five days he was in a coma. And the scenes afterwards where where Rachel only emerges and all Balm's friends just take this solemn pledge to fulfil Balm's legacy and take Rachel up the <sighs> tower. It is heartbreaking to watch good, good characters make a bad, advantage of. bad decision from an evil, evil like woman. She's manipulating all of them like the evil witch she is. Oh, man. And the way they do her design as this kind of cutesy, not so much cutesy, but this subtly kind of girl from next door look where she's humbly attractive and she's fair and she's got these fucking snake eyes that pierce through your skull. <laughs> it is... 
And it is a brilliant bit of writing because I fucking hate her. I felt like I was the one that got pushed off the freaking bed. Yeah. It's fucking heinous. And, okay. Uh, no, I'll leave that bit to spoilers. And in I'm... her words, I hope the, sc- the sky falls on her because... Mm. I I kind of fucking... I almost wish that her desire was not to see the sky and was just to become an on, omnipotent god because it would be easy to hate her. Be- <laughs> because it, there's something so pure about her motivations of just wanting to see the stars for a, for a girl who spent her whole life staring at a blank ceiling to go up and see the stars. It's, it's a really touching motivation. Too bad she's a fucking cunt. Well- I'm going to t- t- go back to what you just said then and how um, she just spent... Was she? She wasn't there. She came through the hole in the roof. She That's wasn't even true. there with him we... the whole time. Mm. Where mm. did she come from? Fucking hell. She That's where she came from. She was above him. She was just coming down the trap door to come see him. That was whack. And uh, questions like, I want answered. Her fucking... her The scenes of her where she sees kind of Balm being with all the friends and she's... Jealous of Balm having all this and her this having a, nothing. Has and, a nightmare, or yeah, 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 her nightmare, yeah. and it's just like, bitch, fucking what? You did this. You uh, fucking. He would have fucking followed you and did all this for you. He wouldn't even care about them, but you, you left oh. him, you monster. Oh my god. Oh. And fucking like this is a little bit of I don't know if this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but then he. He's going to forgive her? Man, the, the craziest thing is I knew from the moment he was pushed off that he would always forgive her. Always yeah. forgive her. Because Rachel's not a person to Balm. Rachel, Rachel is fucking life. Rachel is light yeah. to Balm. Like, she is not a human being confined by flesh and blood to Balm. Like, she is this ethereal fucking goddess, holier than thou. It's, it's like thinking that the... It's like the abusive relationship I have with Maccas and KFC. Like, I <laughs> I cannot see the bad in it. I only see the good. Everyone tells me it's good. bad, but I only see the good bits. You I feel know? they're like, going to push you off a of bed one day. No, they're going <laughs> to clog my heart, cunt. That's what they're doing. <laughs> and you're still going to go back. Every, every time. You're as masochistic as bum. Mm. And like... um. Rachel's reasoning for pushing Balm away because she doesn't want to be held down by him. Like, it makes sense, but also it's so hard to agree with that justification when it feels like Balm could never hold anyone back. It feels yeah. like... He's not holding his team back at the moment, that's for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, Plus, with what, you, what you know up until that point, like you're just like, oh man, like he's actually like super powerful at some point. So, mm. okay, uh, she's just an to... asshole. There's, there's I, I can't, you can't just for the first season, like you can't fathom why she would even do that. Mm. It's stupid. So, do you just want to do a quick, quick spoilers for like for the webtoon for the next like two minutes? Um, if you haven't read the webtoon, skip ahead for like hit fifteen second button until. We're in the get moldy section or whatever. Um, <laughs> spoilers. The second um, kind of, well, no, the, yeah, well, the second turn of Rachel where she reveals that she can walk and she does fucking awful things to a character where a character who's built oh. on speed. That, for them to top that the was bomb, so sad. 
for them to top, they topped the bomb reveal with yeah. a second reveal that's fucking evil as shit. Is oh, amazing. really actually evil? Like it's that was so that amazing. was a point where you're just like, oh, oh, you're actually an completely evil bitch. Like you didn't just do it to bomb because you've got these weird like. Uh, feelings that you're too young to understand. It's like, oh no, you've got a plan. You're manipulating yeah. everyone. You're a cunt. You're irre- she's irredeemable. She has no redeeming factor. She is pure chaotic evil in the fucking purest sense. She is yeah. a monster. Like, um, like the fact that I hate her more than the genocidal King Jihad, like. Oh yeah, says it all. Like I'd oh. buy King Jahad a beer at this point. I wouldn't fucking piss on Rachel if she was I'd, on uh, fire. I'd I'd buy Jahad beers until he needs to piss, and then he can piss on Rachel. Uh, getting pissed on by idea. getting pissed on by the kings a bit too much though. <laughs> too get, much. Though. You just get, light her on fire and I'd get not, peasants not pissed. Out. Yeah, fuck her, man. Um, <laughs> do you think that when the second season, if the second season starts? when we get introduced to the new roster of characters, um, um, do you think that the series will have an easier time selling those characters or do you think that it'll be hard? No, I, th- I think they still will. Um, I feel like if they've done... They've made obviously made the decisions just to make like the season one like the hook season. Mm. Um, the season two, I was like super high hopes for it and... It's done. It's written in such a natural way that, and when I'm learning about the characters, they're all they still have a lot of history with the mm. main story plot, uh, and they they keep coming back in. And like you get to you get to know them and really like them. Um, it, it adds new characters in the same way that uh, a series like Hunter Hunter adds new characters in, where it just constantly brings in these new interesting characters that you fall in love with through arcs and. Maybe some get dropped by the wayside and maybe some get dragged through the whole series. Um, I'm hoping, I'm really, I really do hope that Tower of God gets a 24-episode a season too because that second season with that 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 level arc um, with, with those new characters, I'm trying not to do any spoilers here and it's fucking hurting my brain, yeah. <laughs> um, with, the, with those new characters, is it's really fucking good. It's, it's a yeah. really tight... Um, it's a really tight arc in the webtoon. It's a really fun arc in the webtoon. I feel like they might have some issues with copyright with a few things that they might have to change the design of. I'm mainly thinking Pokeballs. Pokeballs and stuff. Yeah, I, I completely forgot that they referenced Dragon Ball Z yeah. in that first season. I completely forgot, and I was like, wow, that's fucking left of field. There, is, there, left of there field. will be a few copyright issues. I think they might have to change the design of a few things. And yeah. it, it's not... Yeah, it's it's a weird thing where they're clearly inspired and maybe the artist just needed a design and just picked something he was familiar with. Um, but I feel yeah. like they might have to change a few of those things. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Do we want to rip into the getting moldy, moldy yeah. cheese section? Yeah, we're going to too deep on spoilers. Yeah, no, 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 too deep on spoilers. <laughs> The Moldy Cheese section. This is a segment of the show where we take a look back on the various shows that aired on Cheese TV and we decide whether it's aged like fine cheese or if it's just plain moldy. 
And this week on the menu, it's the 1997 animated series Extreme Dinosaurs. In the modern day, a team of anthropomorphic dinosaurs created by aliens must stop three anthropomorphic velociraptors who were also created by aliens who want to cause a cataclysm that would speed up global warming and make Earth climate... Earth's climate pleasant for dinos again. Let's hear that rip roaring intro. Uh, so with the excess, the success of Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, um, we saw this kind of show come into popularity. The the four big dinosaurs fighting bad guys and being real rad while they do it. So, mate, do you yep. do you remember and Extreme Dinosaurs? Anthropomorphic. Oh, they? mate, fucking Cheese TV's <laughs> favorite word. Every fucking coked up studio producer in the 90s favourite word, anthropomorphic. How lazy were they? They were just like, yeah, they're doing it. Let's just do it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. But, so do, do you remember Extreme Dinosaurs? Yeah, I do. And these anthropomorphic dinosaurs did it well. I mean, I, it's, it's I probably the best this. one. It's probably the best, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles copy I, I've seen. Like, uh, so we saw... Earlier in this segment, we had um, Biker Mice from Mars, which was a, a clear How inspiration. Good. What's that? How good was Biker Mice from Mars? It was terrible, dude. It's fucking. <laughs> one of, it was fucking awful. But this man, this this show's fucking. This show slaps. It's it's really good. It's a, it's an absolute perler, mate. I was I was I was um, well versed with this one when I was a kid. I even had mm. like a few of the action figures. Um, used to play with quite regularly. Yeah, I was looking. So, at, I was looking at some of the action figures online uh, when I was doing research for this shows, and it, they're uh, really like really good. I had I had um, a few of the action figures. I didn't have them all. I definitely had T Bone, the leader, um, his action figure because he he was the 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 coolest one. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I on rewatching this show, I, I was kind of shocked at how great a lot of this show is. Yeah, I, you fucking... linked to the uh, when you linked the first episode when you were um, telling us it was on the on uh, the moldy cheese, and I sat there and watched the whole episode. I don't know if I told you, but I watched the entire episode. Yeah, wow! I've watched. So I did my holy religious uh, sacred commandment of three episodes, and yeah, man, happily went in for four episode four, episode five, episode six, and episode seven. Like I was. Just happy to let that YouTube fucking autoplay just keep rolling through. Yeah. I think the voice actors really pulled me through this. So we get um, Scott McNeil voices uh, T-Bone. So he's in stuff like X-Men Evolution. I'm pretty sure oh, he voices okay. Piccolo in the original Dragon Ball Z. Um, really? Wow. I'm just looking it up now. But yeah, he, he's um, 
We also get uh, Gary Chalk as the the leader of the Bad Raptor. We get, oh man, just so many, so many, so many good ones. I'm just looking it up now. Yeah, he was Piccolo in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, he's in like Mobile Suit, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. Man, he's done a bunch of stuff. Like he he's such a familiar voice actor. Yeah. Um, I feel like all the voice actors around that, like all the TV shows, uh, cartoons around that. 90s period all used kind of the same popular voice actors those guys definitely got a lot of work yeah yeah and but like the fact like and i've watched a bunch of these shows this segment and the voice acting usually lets it lets basically every one of them down like it's usually really badly done but the the voice acting this is is it's it's fucking it's really good I, i was kind of amazed at how how good the voices and just how good the characters are like the four dinosaurs we get so uh t bone Spike, uh, Stegs, and Bullseye. The so what's a Triceratops, a T Rex, a Velociraptor, and a Stegosaurus. Yeah, those pterodactyl. Yeah, those 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 four are just really fun characters, all well voiced, and they've all got these cool little quirks. Uh, Apart from T Bone, he's kind of the most boring, but like Bullseye (laughs) the pterodactyl is. He's got the stomp. What are you talking about, man? He's got the stomp. The Syrian stomp. But Bullseye the Pterodactyl, he's he has this really cool plot line throughout every episode where he's addicted to um, shopping from infomercials. So he's always like, it's, it's just really cool. And the the one super that's, sad that's thing that's so and, like, um, um, is it Mikey on Teenage? He's always buying pizza. Um, yeah. Oh, did did you catch? I don't know. You wouldn't have seen it in the first episode, but their equivalent to pizza in this is corn chips and salsa. Oh really? No, I didn't. Yeah, that's not in the first episode. They're always really they're always just like corn chips and salsa. They, it's are, like, they just have to have a bad diet and bad consumer habits. Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, the there's one. There's it's kind of it's it's a little bit sad when you're watching it because um, all the four dinosaurs they they have their their signature move is the the Syrian stomp or the Syrian stomp or something like that, um, and the, all the three fucking normal yeah. dinosaurs that aren't the pterodactyl stomp the ground, but the pterodactyl can't stomp the ground, yeah. so he doesn't do anything. <laughs> and also, they do this, instead of high fives, they do tails in, so they put all their tails together. Yeah. But the pterodactyl doesn't have a tail, so <laughs> he just flies next to him. It's fucking so sad. It's like, he just looks so excluded from everything, but they had to put a flying dinosaur in there. It's, it's they, really they great. Had, they had to for diversity. <laughs> yeah, it was diversity <laughs> higher. Um, you know T-Bone, the leader? Yep. Did you now? This might be a reference that fucking no one, or that you might not get, and maybe like four other people out there might get. But the design of T Bone reminds me of the designs from the episode of Futurama, uh, the problem with poplars. Oh, where they eating the chicken nugget things? Yeah. They're all wrinkly and they've got the horns yeah. and stuff. Yeah, actually, that's yeah, that's so true. It's <laughs> all I could think about every time T-Bone was on the same. Like, he just looks like the poplar things. <laughs> he looks like that popcorn chicken thing. Mm. <laughs> so, that's, such, that's such a funny reference, bro. It's fucking all I could think about. It's all I could think about. <laughs> so you said you watched the first episode. So what did you think of that first episode? Like, the... the overarching storyline can you sum up to me what happens in that first episode i'd love to see you try the overarching storyline is so like it's actually funny and corny i think but i i i I thought it was i thought it was pretty whack how it happened like the dude just pops up and like grab 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 
Um, yeah, literally like, like a... How, are you gonna, how else are you going to make that happen? Like <laughs> An alien scientist pops up and his evil plan is to get some henchmen. So he just grabs four random dinosaurs... Yeah, puts him he's, in a machine. He's, makes... got, he, he's got enough technology to literally transcend time and space, but he has to get these dinosaurs to give them weapons. Like, <laughs> yeah, to to help his fight. Yeah, it's so, so he, tra- funny, but... he transforms four dinosaurs out, uh, the four titular dinosaurs in the extreme dinosaurs, and as soon as they're transformed and sentient, they're like, "No, we're not going to fight for you. What the fuck?" Yeah, he's like, "I made him way too smart." But yeah, <laughs> I, I made him too smart so they're not fucking violent and angry. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that he transforms three raptors, which kind of annoyed me that he transformed three raptors instead of four, because like the extreme dinosaurs always have such a massive, massive advantage because yeah. there's literally <laughs> just more of them. And then, and then, like it, I'm, I only watched. I can only remember the first episode, but I'm pretty sure they regularly seem like they're dying, but then they always pop up in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do a bunch of stuff, like very '90s uh, kid show stuff. Where there's an episode where they all, where I think the the extreme dinosaurs get drugged and put down the bottom of an elevator shaft, <laughs> and then have rocks dropped onto them. Oh, Jesus. But they're fine. Like, yeah. they just get rescued and they're fine. Like, oh, that was a good nap. I'm like, you're in the bottom of a mine shaft. Like, you, you're dead. <laughs> you got crushed um, <laughs> The Velociraptors, like the villains, um, are all really great. But I just want a massive shout out to Spitter, who's the guy, that, the raptor guy. that talks with the big lisp. Because he spits stuff from his mouth. It's what so... weapon does he have? I can't remember. Spitter. He literally spits stuff from his mouth. Oh god. It's it's really great. Like and he has to refill the tank on his back with new, you know, stuff and he, he keeps getting confused because he buys hot sauce that's like will make you breathe fire, but it's just really hot really good hot sauce. <laughs> and that always plays into the whole salsa and dip thing with the corn chips. Like it's really great. They, it's they really turned down that uh, intelligence on those raptors. Yeah, they're dumb as fuck. And and the, the main motivation for the raptors to like when they move to present day with the extreme dinosaurs is they're just too cold all the time. They're sick of being cold. They just want to be warm. So they're trying to cause global like warming. They're trying to speed oh, wow. up global warming. <laughs> So there's also this weird environmental message in there, but it's just dinosaurs beating up dinosaurs. Like, it's fucking great, man. It's so good. I wonder so if this good. was around the time of Pla- Captain Planet. Yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely around that early um, early 90s. Like, this, this came out... Oh, late 90s, sorry. This came out in 1997. But definitely, there's a lot of that era, well, that, that, that all late 90s is kind of marked with this whole climate change. Yeah. Um, and, you know, rightly so, that's 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 probably when we probably should have started fixing a lot of these issues. But moving on, this isn't a political podcast. We're here to talk about stuff that matters, like cartoons and video games. Anyway, extreme dinosaurs, <laughs> mate. What do you reckon? Do you think it's mouldy? Do you think it's fine cheese? I've made I, my decision. I don't think it's mouldy at all. The fact that I actually sat there and watched the whole episode, normally like when you link a first episode, I'll watch a little bit and I'll be like, this is fucking bad. Mm. I watched the whole episode, so I'm going to say it's fine cheese. To be honest, because I would I would watch the second episode if you sat if someone sat down and wanted to like was like yeah put that on. Man, uh, you, you've you've hit the nail on the head. This this is this is fine cheese. This this is um, really it really shows that just because something is an imitation on another thing doesn't make it bad. Like this is clearly an imitation on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But it's fire, man. It's fire from where to go. It's it's fucking good. This is fine yeah, cheese. What, it's 
10 out of 10. Eating Street Sharks at the same time? It kind of seems like that a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. Street yeah. Sharks. Street Sharks will be on there. We'll be on a moldy section soon, actually. So let's 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 call this fine cheese, mate. Mm. Cover all 9,000 taste bud. Aerate it. Warm it up. Driving up that top note. That cream. Pure vanilla. Sweeteners. Mm, that's a 10. You heard it here, folks. Extreme Dinosaurs, that's a 10. It's fine cheese. Man, before before we wrap up and, and get everything moving, we sprinkled in a few little hints on the last episode we recorded um, about an upcoming project that we've got working on. So we, we should probably announce that. We are doing a very special event for the month of March. We are doing March... Memory of Madness. Ooh, ah. So for the whole month of uh, the whole month of March, we are kicking it old school. I fucking hate myself for writing that down. <laughs> I I Bro, forgot. That is shut up. <laughs> fucking kill me. Anyway, for the whole Loser. month of March, we are kicking it old school with Go episodes on, covering some of our most nostalgic topics ever. I'm talking Pokemon. I'm talking Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm talking Digimon. I'm talking more. I'm talking lots more. It yes, is going to be a whole month of just pure nostalgia anime. I can't wait to talk about some Gen 1 Pokemon, some Gen 1 Yu-Gi-Oh, some Gen 1 Digimon. I oh, know we need to talk about Fucking the OGs Digimon. and then we need to compare them. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And we've, we've got a bunch of fun stuff we're going to do. Uh, there probably won't be a bunch of reviews in that month. It'll probably be a lot of topics. Um, I know we're working on some Pokemon stuff that's going to be very fun, and I, I can't wait to get into that. Super excited for that. So, one. yeah, man, build the hype up now. My, uh, March Madness, it's coming in March. It's going to be madness. Let's fucking do it. Um, we should probably wrap it up there, my dude. It's We've been going for fucking ages. <laughs> let's hit it yeah man um, make sure you go check out all the socials we are at Lords of Dorktown on Twitter Facebook and Instagram uh, Twitter scares me and Facebook's dead so Instagram mainly is what we're doing <laughs> uh, it's been really fun having you here uh, it's really fun it's been a pleasure yeah man make sure you fun. if you want to get in touch with the pod just email us at at Lords of Dorktown at gmail.com I think that's all the plugs leave us a five star review if that's the thing you like to do uh, yeah, I got nothing else. Johnny, sign us off, boy. Get amongst it, guys, and stay dorky. Stay dorky. Fuck Rachel. Fuck Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>